Hey there, I'm Chardonnay, and if you are in dire need of getting your hair did and you're in the Houston, Texas area, come on down to Crown by Nay. I specialize in natural and extension services. Natural relax, weave, wig installations, pixie cuts, anything that you need. So come on down to Crown by Nay. That's C-R-O-W-N-E-D-B-Y-N-A-E on Instagram. Check me out. This is your boy E, and this is the Real Offspring of Failure Show. Yo, on the new and improved Truth Podcast, I will be interviewing people, some of the most inspiring and uplifting stories you've ever heard. So sit back and be ready to be motivated because these people embody exactly what the Real Offspring of Failure actually means. Yo, yo, this is your boy, E, and this is another episode of the Truth Podcast. Now, this is the first episode of the Truth in my new format. And what I'm doing with the Truth, um, as all you guys who follow me would know, that Truth is an acronym for the real offspring of failure. Now, what that means to me, uh, my interpretation of it, is that... um, the real offspring of failure is success. And what I mean by that is, is that we, in life, we take L's. You know, we fail. That's what we do. You know, that's just life. We fail. But most people, when they say L's, they think of losses. Mm-hmm. I think of lessons. Okay. So you fall and, you know, you learn your lessons. And when I thought about, when I came up with the, not when I came up with, I'm not going to take all the credit. But this is an acronym, an actual song um, from a group I had when I was a teenager. Okay. So it was like a, you know, a group thing or whatever. But as it evolved, as we got older, it started to mean different things. Don't pay attention to that. People out there, they have to fight. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just the, the acronym to me means a lot to me as I, as I, as I got older. Um, it's like I said, we go through a lot, we go through trials and tribulations, and us as a people, talking about black people, we go through a lot of hurdles and obstacles, and we have to find our niches, we have to find, you know, find ways to pull ourselves up. And that is, you know, to me, I've always thought of it as we are the real seeds of what failure is. We know we come from, we, we come from the mud, as they say, mm-hmm. the kids say, you know, we come up from the mud. We, we come from nothing to build ourselves up most of the time. A lot of people get you know, lucky. Every black person ain't born destitute, but mm-hmm. most of us, we bring, we pull ourselves up. We, you know, especially when you when you find a successful um, person. And success to me doesn't always mean monetary. It can mean a litany of things. But for this show, I'm gonna be talking to people, um, gonna be friends, family members, uh, people I know that I find that they have interesting stories and they have um, pretty much pulled themselves from, you know, pulled themselves up. You know, they have to, not saying everybody's going to be a drug addict and going to overcome it and all that. Boy, I ain't talking about all that. You know, everybody have their own story. 
But nobody's story is any more important than another one. But everybody's story can be inspirational for somebody. So this is what the truth is going to become. Um, all the other shit I do, uh, I have a show, Talk Heavy, I'm going to be getting into. And I'm going to actually start another show pretty soon that I'm going to be talking about later. But this right here, the truth. And my first guest today is my girl, T. Marie. Hey. Um, me and this lady has been have been knowing each other. What has been about sixteen years? About sixteen years, yeah. About sixteen, sixteen, seventeen. It's been about five or six. Yes. Yeah, we met at uh, we met at work. Um, if you know me, you know what I did back then. Oh five, oh six. I ain't going into it, but we met at work, became friends, mm -hmm. and you know, lost touch or whatever. But um, we always kind of you know, you know, you when you stay Facebook. Yeah. So you know what a person is. So we got to, you know, we got back in touch and we got to talking. And Miss Lady started a business. Yes. Yeah. An entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, like, okay, I'm going to start this show. The first person I want on is somebody who's figured out a way to be successful. And her story was something that, even in a little time, a little, you know, time that we talked, it inspired me. So I don't know if it inspired me, and it should be. So this is Miss T. Marie, <laughs> and we're going to be we're going to be talking the truth. Okay. We'll be telling the truth. Let's get to the truth. Let's get to the truth. So go ahead. I mean, tell the people about yourself a little bit. Give them a little background on you. All right. So my name is T. Marie. I was um, in a job for about 16, 17 years. I decided that I didn't want to be there anymore. Uh -huh. uh, it was a mountain of reasons, but. At some point, when I became a civilian, I knew that I wanted to have a side hustle. I've always been a hustler. Mm -hmm. Something, it was always had to be some additional money to be made. And I bet you was hustling. I was, yes. Yeah. It, it, I don't care if it's a part-time. <laughs> exactly. I'll braid some hair. <laughs> I'll shampoo hair. As long as it's going to give me that extra money, I got I'm on it. So, I decided um, after joining a gun club, I was like, you know, I want to... I want to help out women or people who are afraid of firearms. Uh -huh. So I decided to go ahead and start um, my company, T4 Training Concepts, which okay. started out in two, 2020. 2020. 2020. That was at the end of 2020, so, so December. That's in the middle of the pandemic. Yes, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I was taking classes and getting certifications, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. It kind of just. In the middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic, every step of the way, I just did a little more and a little more. And here I am, two, a little over two years later. And that's a hell of a business to start in the, in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people started businesses then, but mostly was at home. You know, yeah. they did a lot of at home things. For you to, to venture out and say, I'm going to start a business that, with, you know, of that nature where I have to go out and meet people and people have to come to me. It takes a lot of courage. It was a mass scare at the time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mass scare and you know, I, I again I didn't I had no clue mm -hmm. that this mass scare I'm like, oh, you know, I'll get a person here and there. Yeah. But even with the delay and people receiving their um concealed carry license, mm -hmm. people wanted in. Okay. I need I need this license. I need this. I want to be able to protect my family. Exactly. Um, you are your family's first responder. Exactly. So 
doing that and think with that mindset people were having, especially black people, black women. Black women were the biggest firearms buyer yeah, in the pandemic. So, you know. I don't it, know why that makes that just makes sense for some people. It does, you know, especially because typically, unfortunately, we're the head of some households. Yeah. So it was it was a no-brainer for some families. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I gotta protect my family. I have a son, and that was one of the big things for me during the pandemic. I have a son, I need to protect him. Gotcha. So I kind of kicked off T4 training concepts and here we are. Here you are. In a nice little office. I mean, we ain't here before. It's a nice little office, it's comfortable. I got some wine. Yeah. Your boy feel real comfortable. So we're in the break room. In the break room. That's what I'm talking about. This is this is nice. I am so proud of you. Thank you. you know, I appreciate it. I'm so proud of you. I know I don't know if I said that before. No, but I, I, I think I've been holding on to it. To I appreciate it. I want to get your true reaction when I said it. Thank but I am, you know, because we people. Yeah. You know? But that now, like I said, what I want to do is with this show and me interviewing different people. I want to find the inspiration in it because I know I was inspired. So I want to, you know, try to, you know, get aspect of what may inspire you and then maybe it may inspire someone else. You know, I'm always looking for the spark, you know, just to get, get somebody, you know, somebody might be sitting here listening to it and they may be on the fringes of, and I don't want to go to work. I got an idea for doing something, but I don't know how to do it. They can listen, they may hear something you may say, I may say and say, damn, you know, if she can do it, I can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And anybody can do anything they want, as long as you put your mind to it. I know it sounds cliche and corny, mm-hmm. but it's really the truth. If you really want to do it, I mean, that don't mean the first thing you try is going to work. And it's not. Yeah. It may not. Exactly. So you can always have a way of, um, you know, you got to, like I said, hey, you fail, but success is that, is that jump off. You know what I'm saying? You can you can find a way to get where you need to get as long as you don't stop pushing. So let me just to get a little in your business a little bit. Let me get in your business just to see if you know people know who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one of my questions, one of my first questions would be, um, what would you say? Okay, two times in your life that you may have felt like, man, I've hit rock bottom. I'm just, I'm down. I mean, I've been, you know, you know, life beat your ass, not down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that time when you just knocked on your ass, you know, maybe a couple, maybe, maybe, maybe not been a couple times, maybe once or whatever, but two times that you may feel, or may have felt, or that one time you may have felt, I'm just done. And it don't have to be even in this realm, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, in your mind, what, you know, what was one of those times? When it was time for me to leave my job, when I got to the point where I hated it, mm-hmm. going, it was like pulling teeth. I'm like, what mm-hmm. could I do to not go? Mm-hmm. What, why, why? I only have to count up the 48. <laughs> this is like stupid. Like exactly. with two degrees, I'm like, I'm only counting up to 48. I'm wasting my degree. Yeah. So it was time for something new. And then emotionally, I was just like, I hate it. I'm like, I, I was on the verge of tears sometime at work. Like, this can't be life. I know it. You know I know. The, you know I know. So, the second time is when I left. I got another job. I took a pay cut. And I looked at my first check. And I was like, 
I should have stayed where I was at. <laughs> it wasn't so bad, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but <laughs> mentally, emotionally, I was cool. Okay. I was cool. I, I made some adjustments in my life mm-hmm. and my finances so that my son and I could live comfortably. Gotcha. I got rid of cable. All the things that I was just like, he don't even watch this. Why do I have the Disney Channel? Why do I have this channel? Exactly. Why am I paying two hundred and some dollars for cable, and we really only watch TVs? But I got it for four. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of boxes. I got rid of cable. It's for that internet. Get that. Uh, got that. Get them apps. Those streaming apps. I, I got all the apps. Family sharing, all yeah. sorts of stuff. You so, go. you know, that was pretty much the time when I was just like, when you get home and you sit on the middle of the couch and you just like, wow. Where's it coming from? Well, I'm gonna get it. What am I gonna do? But it, it, it made it do what it do. It happened. I, I, I got through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had a couple of friends. I can't believe you took that pay cut. Mentally, I'm good. Exactly. I'm emotionally like, I don't have to worry about somebody bothering me at work mm-hmm. or being stressed out. Mm-hmm. Now I have to worry about deadlines and Zoom meetings. There you go. That's it. Hey, hey, you know what? And, I, you know, I'm, we're coming from the same space. We're coming from the same exact space. And I know exactly what you mean. Leaving that job, um, giving up that pay, mm-hmm. giving up them benefits, giving yeah. up that security of that job. But I, when I did it, I was more so like, you know what? I'm my mental health is more important mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna allow myself. I'm not gonna lose myself in the stress and despair of being here. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So I know exactly, I know exactly where you're at. Cause when you say, when you walk in there and it's like pulling teeth, it's like some doors shutting that instant headache. And it's like, like you said, counting up to 48. And it's like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm glorified damn babysitter. And I could be giving more to the, to anything. I could be doing something. I don't give a shit if it's sitting on my ass, but as long as I'm doing something, it may not be as much. And that's how they get you. Get you get with that, that money, money. Yes. get y'all that money, get you to stay there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not a, um, I'm not a material person anyway. You know, you everybody gonna pay their bills, everybody right. gonna pay comfortable, whatever. And you know, we got families, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got three, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, you gotta take care of your families or whatever. But it's just like, you know what? Nah, I can't do this because yeah. my that paycheck is not gonna, it's not gonna equate to my happiness or my 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 peace mm-hmm. and my family will see you you're not peaceful you know, mm-hmm. they can see you can see that my son would ask me why are you okay you mad why are you and i knew when i got to the point where i would get frustrated with the smallest things mm-hmm. yep. whether like why am i getting so upset over something so small i knew it was time to go yeah. and i told myself i went out on medical leave for 18 months i applied for jobs while i was off mm-hmm. and i told myself whatever comes first i'm taking there you go. I don't care what it is. Except the one job when they offered pay me $14 hours. I was like, uh, did you read my resume? <laughs> Apparently you didn't. Uh, no, thank you, but thank you. Have a great day. But I took the job and I got through it. And then I took another job that paid more. So mm-hmm. I worked through that. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. That's good. I'm pretty happy. That's good. I mean, it takes courage. It takes a lot of courage yeah. to do that. People will try to talk you out of it. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? Are you crazy? You going to leave this good money? Exactly. Yeah, because literally if I die, 
they gonna send my picture through the email to everybody letting doing a notification. Yep. But then they get somebody else to cover my tear. That's so sad that she passed away. Oh man, she about so and so. Well, what happened? Oh, she died. Oh, she had a heart attack. <laughs> okay, we're gonna collect some money to send to her family and yeah, the end. Get a, yeah, get a couple hundred dollars and that's it. The, the end. That's, that's, that's all I'm worth. I'm telling you, you know, not to not to deviate too much, but when I left, that's what got me. I was on, uh, I was on midnight. Mm-hmm. I was on midnight, and they would just um, they were constructing the, the little, little cafeteria, mm-hmm. redoing mm-hmm. It, whatever. I forgot what it's called, but ODR. Um, yeah, ODR. There you go. Mm-hmm. And they were redoing it, and they were putting up a plaque. Of people who had passed by working at whatever. And I went and I went to go, you know, I'm walking on lunch. And I'm looking at this plaque. And I'm reading these names. And I'm like, oh, I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. I don't know mm-hmm. Damn. She was cool. Mm-hmm. That was my friend. You know, I'm looking at these names and I'm like, then I know the manner of some of them, some of them had went. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't all natural, it wasn't all sickness. Mm-hmm. And some of the sickness even caused by that place too. Mm-hmm. But some of them was self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, and I knew how miserable I was. And I know this this thing up here is a steel trap. I know I ain't never thinking about that, but I'm like, what if I get to that point where you're so caught up? And you just feel like there's no way out. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably thought the same thing. Like, I'm never gonna be thinking about that. But you get to that point where you just feel like there's just no way out. Yeah. Just tight. Yeah. And I that night, I went home, I got it off work that day, and I never went back. Mm-hmm. I just never went back. They people calling me, mom, you know, my mom's calling, me, what are you doing? I'm like, look, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I went. You know, you ain't know you ain't got to do all that resignation shit. And I, and I didn't know. I, I typed up a nice little thank you, uh, but I'm gone letter. Yeah, man, I walked my ass in there March first, and I was like, look, I'm a rap. They was like, for real? And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Like, all right, and they, you know, you know. If you want to come back, you can. Exactly. No, no, I'm, I'm not if I got to go through all this stuff. I, no, mm-hmm. it has, will anything change? Nope. No. And it's got to work. And we both know people still there. Yes. It's got to work. Yes, and they say you, boy, you lucky you got out of there. Thank uh, you. You know, you know, I mean, you know how many people hit me up. You got people who was like, man, I don't believe you did that. Mostly family. Yeah. But you know how many people that we worked with hit me up like, man, I'm can't believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. Yeah. You know, but I just took my shot. I planned. I, mean, I planned it out. Mm-hmm. You know, after I figured. Yeah. I you it don't out. just. You know. Yeah. I mean, some people go to lunch and never come back. Yeah. They like, I'm not doing. But for me, it was it was it was strategic. Mm. I had a plan well before that. Um, yeah, I had a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, should I do this? But I was always hemming and hawing about it. But that day, I was like, you know what? Let me implement this shit. Yep. And I'm out. You have to, because if not, you'll, you'll look up and another 10 years has gone by. You'll look and, and, and you've been lost yourself in that place where I said you'd be miserable mm-hmm. as hell. But, okay. I like, but I like, I like that though. I mean, I like, I like how you were able to see the other side. Yeah, I, I had to do it for my son. And I I, I didn't want him to see me frustrated all the time, or snapping at him, uh-huh. or my face would be so balled up. And he's like, Mom, you okay? You look angry. 
No, yeah. why why you say that? Just, 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 I could tell. I'm like, nah, baby, mama's okay. I'm good. I'm just, but you just, you just get in that mode where you're always like that. It's yep. like no reason you don't even realize you're even being like that. All type of stuff kicking PTSD. Yep. I don't want to be bothered. You, you know, I started getting to the point I didn't want to be bothered with people. I didn't want to mm-hmm. go out. Yep. So it, something had to change. Yeah. And, and for me, it was me leaving. So that's what I had. Like I said, somebody's gonna hear this, and they're gonna be right where we were I at hope that so. moment, and they're gonna be sitting there thinking, they be like, you know what? They can do it. Shit, I can do it. I can do it too. If they need that push, hey, holla. Take this, man. Take this. I, I tell everybody, just take the chance. I mean, life—you only get to do this shit one time. There's so many jobs out here saying they're hiring. You can go somewhere. Exactly. They'll take it. Your job that you got, no matter what it is, ain't the only place giving out. And they'll they'll replace you. Mm-hmm. I didn't in a minute. Mm-hmm. In, a, in, a, in a millisecond, they'll take your ass and they'll don't even know you're gone, but you're sitting there worried about, well, I don't know what they're going to do without me. Mm-hmm. They're going to move on without your that, ass. That's it. Know what they're going to do, but you can go make your own money, like you said. You can go somewhere else. Somebody else can give you some money. Or you can go create your own shit and have your own money, like you're doing. Yeah. Which is what's up. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's what we're talking about. That's, get that's what the truth is about. And that's, that's real shit. That's real shit. Now, let me ask you this question. Sure. Now, with everything you got going on right now, and you seem like you're in a good space, mm-hmm. especially professionally, what would be the times that you thought? Now, I had wrote down three. But what were the times you felt like in your life now or whatever that you felt the most proud of? And ain't got like I said, ain't got to be necessarily professional. It could be anything. If you felt proud of yourself, like I did that. Two times. So I had a business before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Rooted in Essence. I sold vegan and vegetarian soaps, body butters, um, burnt oil burners, burners, um, all sorts of stuff. Let me let me stop. That's the side note. You are the first vegan vegetarian I've ever met. Okay. When I met you and you told me you were vegetarian, you're the first one I ever met. Okay. It was like, it was like, like fuck you, like you look like a damn alien. I was like, what <laughs> the hell was, is it? How long you been like that? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like I got a bad foot or something. How, how long your foot been going? <laughs> you didn't know. It was, it was something, especially being like, like I said, it was like what, 15, 16 years ago. So we were like, what? Nah. Well, I know I was in my like mid 20s. I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Something like that. So. Never heard nobody be no damn vegetarian. Not from where we from. Yeah, they gonna do that. 20, 25 years, 26 years. Like that. Damn, that shit was weird. Cause we were so young. Right. And you were so, cause you what? Would you like what? Two or three years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, you younger than me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, hell, you know about not eating no meat, great, but I'm uh. like, that shit was weird. But that always stuck with me mm-hmm. because I'm like, damn, you shit could do that. I could that shit. And I've always been on and all trying to try it, and it's been because of you. Okay. Because good. You, when you talk, I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's you know it's, it's something I've been doing. Now don't that doesn't mean I'm healthy. Yeah, I, feel, I, feel. <laughs> I will tear up a bag of chips and a Pepsi in a minute. <laughs> okay, so you said now you say two oh two times. So one time I did this the Black Women's Expo. Okay, it was my first one. I got all my candles made. I packed up all the body butters. Had all the soaps in these nice little bags. I had tags made, labels, 
my logo was looking good and I, just, I hadn't realized that the way I planned everything out, the logo flowed, the flyers flowed, the business cards flowed, the labels flowed. Mm-hmm. And my mom helped me set everything up. I had these really nice baskets. I had all my merchant services set up. So I, you know, hey, if Square didn't work, PayPal worked, I had everything set up. I had all my totes for extra products. And I stood back after I set my booth up. My mom was standing there. She got all like choked she up. <laughs> and I was like, I looked around with my hands and I said, Dad, I did this. I did this. <laughs> Look at that. And my mom gave me a hug. She was like, I am so proud of you. And oh. I said, I am so proud of me too. <laughs> and I sold out. Oh, that's what's up. I took, only thing I took home with me was my totes, my uh, posters, my signs, and a few business cards. I sold out. That's what's up. Um, so that was the one time I was proud. The other time was when I went to, I did a class at a university. Mm-hmm. Drove two hours there to teach a basic firearms class with some college students. And they had my name on on the door. Mm-hmm. Like a little poster, a little phone board poster mm-hmm. with my logo on it. And when I walked in, it was a lecture hall. Mm-hmm. Now my nerves were all over the place, but I was like, Kevin Hart, don't you do it. <laughs> we done sold out Madison Square Garden. Don't you do it. I was so excited and proud of myself. And I was nervous when I got up to the podium to speak and I stood behind the podium. And my mom looked at me and she gave me a hand like she pointed her finger outward, mm-hmm. like move around. Mm-hmm. So I just worked the room after that. But I was That's so excited when I saw my logo on the lecture board. I was like, Wow, this That's was it. Up. I was like, oh my god. So I was that was those two times that I can remember. See, and I could imagine the work that it takes to get to that point because that would just didn't happen. That just you just didn't wake up and ever like oh somebody calling you to come do a lecture at a college. That shit it, it took it yeah. took work to get to that point. And and like even with the uh, with the festival, you had to work to get there. Yeah, and you and did, and did see that to see that to fruition. To see mm-hmm. it all work out see how go the way you want to that's that's cool as hell yeah I, that that was that was a lot and then um my dad he didn't know i heard him and he was just like that's my baby she teaches these classes and she's <laughs> you know i'm like dude i'm the best son you never had you know that's what that's, i tell him that's what's up you if you had a son he wouldn't smoke you know he wouldn't smoke cigars drink whiskey and shoe guns i'm the best son you <laughs> never had you and he laughs every time I say that. So, but That's those, yeah, those thing. are my times. Those See? are my two times. See now, little things like that is inspiration. The first thing I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about my daughters. Mm-hmm. You being a, you know, a young black woman, you know what I'm saying, doing your thing. Like I said, you had businesses, you're trying to make it, you're trying to be successful, you're just trying to do what you. You know what, I don't even, I, I, I hate to put the, the connotation on success, like you got to make this amount of money. I don't even want to put it like that. You're doing something you like. Doing uh, yes. You're, you're proud of doing something that you enjoy. And like I said, being a black woman, especially these days, 
Um, I don't, you know, don't want to sound cliche, but you know, it's, I know, I know it's hard out there for y'all. I know we gonna, you know, cause I, I'm pretty sure me and you got some things coming up. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be some things we gonna not agree yes, on, yes. Or whatever the case may be. But I do understand what it is to be, not that I understand what it is to be a black woman, but I understand what you guys do. Mm-hmm. I understand the, the tribulations and the, the, the hurdles they gotta put in front of y'all just because of who you are and what you look like. And I have to be cognizant of that for my girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's really, you know, me listening to you and seeing, looking at you and seeing the, the pride in your eyes and seeing you light up when you mm-hmm. see when you told those stories. I'm like, yeah, my my babies, they they I know they can do it. They they on that path to do things because you know my daughter, one of them, she has her own little hair business and everything. And one of them, she sings and she wants to do her get out do her thing. And it's like, man, they hear stories like this from other black women. They know. Just keep on fighting. Yeah, just stick just with it. Fight. Stick with it, even when people are like, mm, mm, nah, I'm going to pass nurse. you up. It's going to be a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> or, or just be, you know, why gun? Mm-hmm. You, you, why, why, why you want to? Because I want to. Exactly. Because I want to. And it's been an advantage for me being a woman in this uh, firearm industry. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, oh, we need a firearms instructor because people are going to be comfortable with you. Yep. So... But then there's other time when you have it where you see other female instructors and they kind of like giving you the side out they want to speak. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Because the competition, they want to be the one. They want to be the only one. And 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 it's it's enough room for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I and it's, I'm so funny when I see them at the ranger out. I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, and I'm and I'm so laid back all the time. So even when I hear people talking loud at the range because they want to be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to my students. You can barely hear me. As long mm-hmm. as my student can hear me, I'm good. Exactly. I don't do the boasting and the loud talking and the yeah. Hey, what do we talk about in class? <laughs> I don't. I'm like, dude, hush. Because if we, if you got to go back over this in class, either you didn't, you know, explain it properly, or they weren't listening. Exactly. So you but either keeping their attention. But either way, you know. If it still has to be explained, explain it. What we talk? They they could just. I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Like you said, trying to be seen. Yeah, it is not necessary. It's not necessary. Now, do you see a lot of um, in your field? Uh, I know you said you, you know, you see other women. Are there a lot of black women? There are quite a bit, and especially in the Chicago area, there are more than I thought that there would be. Okay, um, none great. that I know personally, because they just be acting funny. Um, no, I actually had asked an instructor to be my mentor. She lives out of state, mm-hmm. and. She just wasn't interested. She she mm. blew me off, which was fine. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna still do what yeah, I do anyway. Yeah. But um, that gave me more motivation to move forward and do what I do mm-hmm. um, to help other people. I yeah. have um, two female instructors that I certify because I also am a training counselor where I certify people to become instructors. Okay. So one of which um, she had some struggles on the range, so I worked with her mm-hmm. while I explained to her husband how to work with her. Okay. Another one, um, she partnered up with her husband. They're teaching classes, and they're both doing very well. Gotcha. So I, I like to see stuff like that, and that 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 makes me feel better about what I'm doing. That's what's up. I like that. I like that. I, I, you know, I'm not a big. Even what we work, you know, I still got mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't the biggest. I understand the importance of it, mm-hmm. and I understand the passion behind it for something. Mm-hmm. Especially with us, because I go, you know, I have a cousin, and her husband, which is my cousin too, uh, but he's like, like 
you know what I'm saying? So I went to the range with him and to see like we went to the range, I think it's one um, on 169 Oh, of course. Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eagle. And I went in there and I just seen all these black folks. Mm-hmm. Like in the night, you say working there, mm-hmm. but people who were there like shooting, you know, practicing and everything. And it was like young black people. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like proud of that, you know what I'm saying? Because they tried to get the the, the stigma on guns. It's like, you know, you're a gun nut, you're crazy, yada, yada, yada. No, not today, because there's too many nuts out there. You don't have to have something to check yourself. Yeah. And like I said, I want my kids, you know, I got a son, um, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I want him to be able to protect himself legally, responsibly. You know, my, my girls, my wife, you know what I'm saying? I want everybody to be able to, you know, protect themselves. And I come from a, uh, law enforcement mm-hmm. so i've been around guns i just never was a gun person okay but I like my mm-hmm. i got the one i got and i've been had it for shit but since 2003 right and i'm and that's the same one i got i ain't got a new one don't want to they, i feel like i'm cheating on that's my <laughs> that, that, that's my gun that's all i need but that, that's I how i am with my first gun yeah that's how, but what? i understand but i understand the the passion mm-hmm. i understand the passion but let me ask you this mm-hmm. do how do you feel being a you know, a black woman who's a gun instructor. Mm-hmm. How do you? What is the? What do you think about the importance of black people or women to be gun owners? You know, for gun ownership. Do you think that's important for us? I think it's important for um, black families to be armed because we were so restricted. Mm-hmm. They made it like a bad thing. Exactly. In black households and. I, I try to tell my students when they do come, if you have kids at home, take the curiosity out of it. Also explain to them the importance of being responsible if you make the decision to take or use a firearm. Mm-hmm. What are the, the, the back, what's the backlash or what, what could happen if you use it in a negative way? Mm-hmm. So I, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. It's important because other families or other cultures have been doing, implementing firearms into their families lifestyle for years generations and we we're behind in a sense so and and i just don't like that it's such a bad thing you you got a gun in your house and people say you got a gun with a safety some of them have safeties Mm -hmm. not that i completely trust my son that he's gonna you know because kids go through things that we don't know about Mm -hmm. but i try to instill to him and explain to him the importance of firearm safety that's really all you can can do. do yeah um, and do your part to make sure your firearms are locked up safely and you know mm-hmm. but I think it's important for families to go do a family day at the range yeah go that way if a child or you know your young one does come across a firearm they know what to do exactly. or not to do one thing you don't want to do is pick it up mm-hmm. I tell my son hey if you ever come across a firearm and it's on the ground or wherever it is you don't go get the gun you don't go get an adult you stand there with your hands in the air you tell somebody else to go because the one thing i don't want him to do is come back to the gun as a, a kid is standing there pointing a gun at him and exactly. accidentally shoot him exactly. but on the flip side of him standing there make sure you have your hands in the air so that the police know hey that ain't me that's not me that's not mine i'm just here so you can know this this is exactly. this is here and this is look at him first exactly yeah so you know, or go get somebody. Don't stay with the gun. Go get somebody and inform them of what's going on and let them go. Exactly. So, yeah, but I think it's very important, especially women, 
if you're a single person, not even just a single mother, but just a single person, single woman, you have to be able to defend yourself or your family, mm-hmm. lethal or not lethal. Exactly. Those those non-lethal options have to be implemented in the household too. And even and even with if you ain't if you're not single, mm-hmm. your man needs backup. Absolutely. Need, I need backup. I need to and you don't out. want to be standing there shaking the death. Exactly. Nah, I need you to help out. Cause yeah. I, I hate to see you know, I hate seeing those movies or videos when dude is in a fight and he losing and your girl sitting there watching, talking about some get off him. What the hell you mean? You better help out. Exactly. Shit. What the hell you doing? It's just y'all three here and you sitting there watching me get right. my ass whooped. No, that's not. Then you a nervous wreck. Nah, that's not happening. Screaming at the top of your exactly. lungs. Oh my God. In the damn horror movie and Jason killing my ass. Right. You, you sitting there watching and screaming. Would you get this nigga off me? Right. <laughs> help me out. Help, help me. <laughs> help me. <laughs> exactly. But that's yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's the but that's the way, like you said, and I took that from how we as a people we always put that negative kind of mm. stigma on certain things, and it doesn't need to be exactly. It doesn't. Like we got to get be. away from that. I mean, I think we are getting away from that slowly, you know, we slowly but surely. Away from that, mm-hmm. but it's so many traditions and hangups and just oh mm. man, I mean, it's so. I could go on all day. I ain't gonna even get into that because I ain't gonna go down yep. that rabbit hole with my people. But it's just it's things like that. It's like, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a gun person. Mm-hmm. But I understand. You know, I don't look at anybody and say, man. You know, I don't think that only people who should be able to own guns are some crazy redneck. You know, in the backwoods who mm-hmm. can hunt and And deer, sometimes you know? they, they might not need a gun. Exactly. They, some people are the very people that you, you know, hey, that's nice. Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's something different. But, I, I mean, that's, you, I mean, I like, I like the conversation because, like you said, somebody's going to hear that. It's always, I'm not talking about the people who are on one side. Of mm-hmm. It's always the people on the fringe, the people in the middle. They might be trying to figure out, shit out, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Do I do I really need a gun? Is that something I want to do? It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Exactly. Exactly. Especially as a woman. Yeah. Especially as a, I mean, and I, I, I keep putting that emphasis on just black women, but, you but know. But we're the very people that people would assume that we're not going to have. Yep. Especially if you have a, an assailant. They're, they're not going to think, oh, she's going to have a gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Keisha ain't got Keisha ain't got no gun. Keisha, easy mark. No, Keisha will blow your head. And that's and I and I want that to be the the idea. So you won't be considered an easy mark. You won't that's be it. the one like I can just get her. Mm-hmm. And we got to get away from like you said. We got to get away from those stigmas. Those you know only and we and we don't even understand how conditioned we are. We talk all this empowerment and black empowerment and all this shit, but we so conditioned. When it comes to certain things, a lot of things I'm not going to get into. Mm-hmm. But even with that, we're so conditioned to think that the only people who are allowed to do these type of things are those people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's very subconscious. It is. It it's is. like you know, you don't even think about that. And if you see, like, if you see a white man with a a, a, a cowboy hat on with a gun to his side, you think, oh, it's crazy. You know, he got the gun. Mm-hmm. But you see a, a a guy with dreads walking through with a gun, it's like, oh. Oh, I got he a friend like that. Yeah, he, well, he sell drugs. I got a friend. He He's wears a cowboy. He wears a cowboy hat. Carries a gun. You know, but and he got dropped. Exactly. But you look. But you look at him like he a criminal. Mm-hmm. You look at the white man like, oh, that's just Bob being Bob. Yeah. You know. And and Bob just normal. Yeah, Bob's normal, but uh, uh, uh Darius. Yeah. 
He he not doing. Yeah, he on something. He done gone crazy. Exactly. He he, he about to go rob somebody. He about mm-hmm. to do something. He might be a game bank. So we got to get away from. We got to get away from. That. I know it's, it's it's not that easy in Chicago. We already yeah. know how, how how things go here, but you know we got to get away from that. And that's not. I'm glad there's people out there like you who are out there trying to change. Yeah. Just a little bit I'm at a time. I'm trying to you know what I'm saying? I'm learning shit. I'm learning shit. Say that, bro. Learn a little something, something. Hey, never too late. Ain't know? never too late to learn a little something. So, now, there was another question I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that being said, I think we covered a lot. We covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, stories, inspirational. But let me ask you this do you find mm-hmm. your story or, you know, the way you about getting to where you are, did you find that inspiration in your opinion? Mm, I would say, yeah, but in my mind, I'm just me. Just you, just I'm you just me, you. I'm me doing me because <laughs> my cousin calls me a serial entrepreneur. There you go. So, I'm gonna do something, hey. I'm gonna do something. So, wrong with that. and it's gonna make sense for me, mm-hmm. but I, I'll say yes in the sense of, um. I never in a million years thought I would be a finance mm-hmm. Never. I was. Never. But when I met you, never. It was man. So I mean, I have my things that I'm into. I love to travel. I love to skate. Um, I love to camp. Mm-hmm. Stuff that most people don't do. I love to garden. Mm-hmm. I could see me being a gardener. I could see me. I don't know traveling, living in the middle of nowhere in a tiny house with a garden in the back. That's me. But this never. I, I, I still walk into my office and I'm like, oh, this is this I'm serious. But this is this is real. <laughs> and and it's so funny because every time I have a class, I'm still nervous right mm-hmm. before class. Every time. You should that mean you mean that mean it means something to you. I'm nervous. I, I want to be able to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Um I always tell my students when we're in class, I'm like, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. But I will phone a friend. There you go. We're we gonna Google this together and figure it out. I'm literally in the middle of class, like, all right, let me Google this. But that makes them more comfortable. And they know you being genuine. Yes. Shit. Even if you don't know, you know, you might not have them. Because when you have all the answers, everything is so scripted. Even though I know you have to set things up the way it has to be, it has to be organized. Mm-hmm. But when somebody asks a question that you genuinely don't know, as opposed to you blowing them all for mm-hmm. feeding them bullshit, yeah, I'm finna find the answer for you. And that's, that's the, what I do. And even if I. I tell them in class, text me right now mm-hmm. that question so that I'll know, hey, okay, cool. I need to find his answer. That way I can remember to get the answer. Okay, so you, so you don't, so you, you find yourself inspirational, but you don't look at it that way. Nah. No, it's just me being me. Yeah, that's, that's humility. That's the way it should be. That's the kind of, that's the answer I was kind of looking yeah. for. It's you being you. I like that. I like that. I feel like I find you. Hey. I think I, I think it's, I think it's very cool what you're doing, and I've always thought you were, you know, a little, you know, a little weird. You know, <laughs> Everybody <but> does. <laughs> Everybody, and you know, I love it. But it was, but that's cool. But that's cool, though. I like, I like that. I, that's what I liked about you when I when I met you. You know, seeing you, you wouldn't think that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like once I got to know you, and I see the things that you're into. And they're like so. Even some of the things, like say, even with the vegetarian, it was so opposite mm-hmm. of what I was used to. I'm just like, man, that's cool as hell. 
because I don't know shit about her. Yeah. So therefore, I can learn stuff from her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She cool as shit. You know what I'm saying? She ain't all bougie and this and that. And people cool think I'm mean, and I like it. Yeah. You got you got that. You have that. When I met, well, I'm telling you this. When I when I first met, the first time I seen, I met the first time I seen. The first time I seen you used to you used to work the door. Remember when you were doing Exile? Mm-hmm. Used to work the door. Yeah. Division one. And you was you was always at the door. Mm-hmm. And my guy, you remember? Um, I'm gonna put his name out here. Find the fuck. I don't like no way. Robinson. You remember Robinson? Short, dark skin, look like a bulldog. A little bit. A yeah. little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Dark. You know, mm-hmm. Not not the most attractive guy in the world. His mm-hmm. name was George. George Robinson was his name. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> ugly motherfucker. But yo, know, being here was cool. Mm-hmm. You know then. And he would see you, we'd come through and he'd see you, he'd be like, man, I'm finna hot, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I'm like, for real, dude? I'm like, you think you're finna get up? I'm like, go ahead, go ahead, try it. Go ahead, go ahead, see what you can do, see what you do. And I remember he said it so much. He had said it so many times that I got so tired of hearing it. Right. So he, but he had never said anything to you. He'd mm-hmm. say something a little whatever, whatever. And you know, you sit up there and I'm like, because you look, you were, you know, you're younger than me, but you weren't that much younger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you look like a baby standing mm-hmm. up. And I said, you know what? He talked all this shit. Let me go just say something to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I started talking to you. Me, I think me and you just were just talking, just you know, mm-hmm. kicking shit or whatever. No big deal. But I did it and I made it look like to him. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, but right. it wasn't even like that. I was just, we just talking shit. Right. And he got so mad. He got so mad. How you get, I'm like, and then when I got to talking to you and seeing how you cool you, you wouldn't on that, you know, like a lot of you know, mm-hmm. how you were up there. Mm-hmm. But you were like so cool, like one of the guys and just, just talking shit. And I'm like, man, she cool as hell. Look at my buddy. You I know had, what I'm saying? I had a coworker tell me, he came up to me, he was like, You're actually nice. I said, Don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't say that. Don't tell nobody. nobody. You did look mean. I thought you were mean. Yeah, don't you, tell nobody. Yeah, you don't mean. tell nobody. Yeah, That's like been my face since the 90s. Like, I, I just been my face. That's how know. you were. You had, I remember you had some damn braids. You stand up at that door. And I'm like, Man, you been like, Don't say shit to her. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school like that too, and they be like, "Man, you mean as hell," and I'm like, "I'm not mean." Once you, if hey, if you cool, you you cool. Exactly. I I'm not gonna be intentionally mean. I'm not gonna just be like, "Shut up talking to me." Exactly. You just don't get on my nerves. Exactly. You just you just you were just you. I mean, you was just you, and I thought that was I thought that was cool as hell, and, and you know he you know. It was just funny because he was so not attractive. You know he what you said. He was kidding. I'm just, I just wanted to put that out there just in case he, everybody didn't notice him. You silly. He wasn't shit. He wasn't shit. He's, Damn. A, he's a dirty dog. He's a dirty dog. I be dirty. Man, I'm just saying, but hey, George Robinson. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I know you talking about. You know what I'm telling you. Know I'm telling you. I know you talking about. I know you talking about. Now that you. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, real okay. Real short, and yeah. just, just like a like a bulldog. Yeah, like a like a pig. Mm-hmm. Like maybe crop down, but you know, like, I guess whatever. Hey, hope he's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's in <laughs> Nobody knows, but nobody knows what the is. But uh, but man, this is this has been the cool. This has been the cool conversation. My first, you know, not this is my first show, but the new format and doing it this way. I'm glad I had you on. Thank you. You know what let's, I'm saying? Let's Somebody. do some more. Yeah, we definitely, I'm definitely. You know, we already got stuff. We got some so, stuff in the works. We got some stuff in the works, so y'all just get ready, because this is not going to be the last time you hear me and Miss T. Marie yes. together. So, but here. I definitely want to get you on. I want people to know your story, to know who you are. So, 
feel the heat. Okay. I want you to get a feel because, you know. I'm going to be out here. Talk. Be talking to the people. Okay, you got to talk to the people. That's all we do. That's what we're here for. We're here to entertain the people. There you go. <laughs> you know, even though your daddy like, oh, she crazy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody want to talk. <laughs> Everybody yeah. want to be heard. Everybody want to be heard. And get paid for it. Exactly. Dad. <laughs> off my phone. <laughs> That's what's up, man. But I had a great time with this conversation. Yeah, me too. And I'm so glad that I had you on. I'm glad that you were know, able to share your story. And hopefully your story, you know, people, you know, somebody hears it. And, you know, it Hopefully, yes. Yes. But we're going to end it right there. People, thank you guys um, for thank listening. You. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate you coming on my show and blessing me with your presence. Thank you. You know. Um, if anybody has any questions, have any comments, any suggestions, you know, hit your boy up, leave a message. Um, anything, you know, if, if you have a comment and have a suggestion, I may get you on the show. You know, when you come, you come on and we can talk about it or whatever. You know, do you have, you know what, you have um, information? I think I'm gonna leave it in the, uh, in mm-hmm. the description. Okay. Information for your, for your yep, reach uh, out. Your business. I got you. If they have so any questions. Any, yeah, anybody got any questions about gun ownership? Looking to um, get training, mm-hmm. you know. You want to become an instructor? There you go. What's the name of your business again? T Four Training Concepts. T Four Training Concepts. I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put that in the description, uh, so you guys know where to go look. Um, if you have any links, any uh, websites, Facebook, any Instagram, all that, all that. I'll put all that in the um in the description. All right, thank you, ma'am. All right, I appreciate thank you. you. All right, and I'll holler at you guys later. I'm out. Peace. Peace. Yo, thank you, thank you for listening to another episode of the Truth Podcast. This is your boy, and I would love if you guys would press that favorite button if you enjoy what you heard. If you want to help me get bigger and evolve this podcast into something special, hit that support button. I would really appreciate it. And if you just like what you're hearing and you think what I have to say might resonate with someone else, please share with everybody. Share with somebody. And then after that, share with somebody else. Hey, I'm here every week. Thank you guys for being here. And again, I love you. And damn it, I hope you love me back.